You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. I want to read a scripture from Second uh, Kings, if you, op- you can open that, uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 6. We're going to read the story, and we're going to go... And we're going to go from this story um, and just draw a few lessons. So um, let, me, let me just read the whole, uh, whole seven verses. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah saying, Your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditors is coming to take my two sons to be his slave. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have? in the house and she said your mid-servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil then he said go borrow vessels every from everywhere from all of your neighbors empty vessels do not gather just few and then when you when you have come in you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour into all the vessels that you set uh, aside and set aside the full ones so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out and and it came to pass when the vessels were full then she said to her sons bring me another vessel and he said to her there is no other vessel so the oil ceased then she came and told the man of God and he said go sell the oil pay your debt and you and your sons live on the rest so here's the story that we just read a woman has a financial trouble and I want you to see something that her husband and her they were servants of God and Bible clearly states he that they feared the Lord yet it didn't stop them from being in financial trouble point number one is this that you can be born again Christian yet you be yet you can be in, uh, afflicted in your area of finances you can be a born again loving serving Christian a good-hearted person yet you can be afflicted in your area of finances salvation of your soul doesn't automatically make you a prosperous person we see that this woman she was a God-loving God-fearing woman God-fearing family and we see that he was even a uh, a, a prophet or a son of prophet he was in the school of prophets with Elijah he was a man of God yet even that itself didn't didn't stop financial troubles in his life so we have to understand that just because we are Christians and born again that doesn't automatically qualify us uh, not not doesn't uh, it does qualify us but it doesn't automatically make us prosperous person we have to understand the spiritual principles and have to have the right kind of approach and understand how to get to the place to the promised land in our financial area as God promised to us we see that another uh, story of Israelites they were God's people they were in covenant with God yet they were enslaved in Egypt and they were poor they were slave they were slaves while having a promise from a promised land that flowed with milk and honey there was Pharaoh that was suppressing them that was holding them captive and that was holding their finances and they could not prosper and they could not uh, go above and beyond until Moses came and delivered them out of Egypt and brought them into the promised land we have to understand is that 
positionally we are blessed now we have to take the position the legal position that we have in Christ Jesus and have to make it practical in our in our life one of the things and I'm not going to cover all uh, all things but I'm uh, just going to cover a few things is that if we have a financial curse over our life what is what is a financial curse it's when you are taking two two steps forward with your finances and one step back you keep going forward you try hard you work you're educated you are taking extra classes to get educated you are taking uh, you're doing extra things you're working hard but yet your life is not progressing you're like hitting a wall and there could be something in spiritual world that's holding you back from advancing forward it's kind of like being in a have you seen those sailing boats being in a sailing boat yet uh rowing your life through you're just using all your efforts to get through yet the ways of life keep pushing you backwards instead of opening your your sails to the God's wind of favor to let you push through in life and for you to excel and succeed in your life in your financial life you have to understand that you can't fight spiritual force with physical uh, 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 with physical effort if there is a financial curse over your life you have to understand it you have to analyze it and you have to come against it in Jesus mighty name and this is exactly what we're going to do today at the end of the service as we're going to pray two things I want to address and there's few other things but two main things that I want to address that brings financial curse in our life is stealing stealing from God and stealing from people those two things and I'll bring example how those two things they rub our life a financial blessing that God has in store for our lives stealing from God in, in, in uh, Malachi, uh, Malachi chapter 3 verse 89 it says this will a man rob God yet you have robbed me but you say in what have we robbed you in tithes and offerings you are cursed with the curse for you have robbed me when we do not give to God what belongs to him actually not give when we do not return to God that's the word that we that's used in the scripture because tithe is not serious trying to help me preach <laughs> when we when we do not return to God what is his which is 10% of our income Bible says you're cursed with the curse and you can't prosper when we withhold tithes from God we will not prosper and advance in our life as we just watch the testimony of an owner of Hobby Lobby we see and he he says and that his his success is directly tied to giving to giving God and and giving not only just the tithe but above and beyond if we don't tithe that's what the bible says it's not what i came up and it's not charismatic theory and it's not charismatic doctrine it's what god says god's word says that if you don't tithe you rob me and in our lives we have to examine our life and we have to see if we want to prosper in our life we want to succeed if we want to move forward in our life we have to honor god with 10 percent of our income and 10 percent goes into the house of god number two stealing from people brings financial curse 
over our life. A scripture that's uh, in scripture in Matthew chapter 5 verse 23 to 26 Bible says that if you if your neighbor has something against you while you're going to bring sacrifice to God you must reconcile with your neighbor as soon as possible so that the judgment doesn't come against you. I'm just paraphrasing you can read the scripture at home Matthew chapter 5 verse 23 to 26. When we steal from people we cause a financial pain to them. By this we invoke curse, financial curse over our life. And that includes not just necessarily people, that includes lying in our taxes, that includes uh, lying uh, in, in, in different places, that's, that's lying, uh, living on welfare while you claim to be, have no income yet you're, you have, you're riding on Cadillac, you're working for cash and you're not reporting anything. I mean we're talking about some, some real things. Those things might get you ahead at first but at the end will bring you back and bring the generations to come back in financial, uh, in financial uh, prosperity. I, there was a story of this lady that I heard uh, a few years back and this this lady uh, was at the uh, at the conference where uh, and she had a, a severe case of cancer practically doctors gave her no chance to survive and um, she came to this conference to receive prayer for healing because during that conference it was a pastor Vladimir Montan uh, one of his college of Moses and uh, they pray and he has an anointing and grace for healing of cancer and so as, as she came to, to receive prayer and receive healing, she was staying there and she was here listening to the teachings. And every time they would pray uh, for healing, people left and right would get healed, yet she would not get healed. And she would ask God, why, 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 why can I get healed? I mean, I can, I can like feel it right there. I can almost touch it, but yet it doesn't touch me and I don't get healed. And one of the, one of the sessions, there was a teaching on, on similar things, on stealing and how you, you spill financial blood and you have to repent for it. And she remembered, Holy Spirit brought to her remembrance a story from like 20 years ago when she was working in a hospital and she was one of those uh, coat hangers lady that would hang the, hang the coats. And one time as she was hanging the coat, she saw there was money in the coat and she took that money, she stole that money. And then when a person received her code back and it was a single mom, she was saying, hey, uh, whoever, maybe you saw some, you know, money fell out of the, as you were storing the, the, the code. Uh, maybe you saw the money or you've seen somebody take it. Please tell me this is the only money that we have to survive for the week with me and my, and my children. Please help us. And she was really in distress, was almost crying. And this lady, she's the one that took it and she felt embarrassed and she did not come forward and didn't give back the money and said hey this is you know I, I took it and I'm sorry you know here's here's your money back and she didn't do that and she just kind of left and the lady left and now 20 years later this lady is suffering with cancer and God reminds her says look this lady was in dire need of that money and you took it from her and he said repent and I will heal you and so it was 100 rubles that she took at that time. So she said, God, as a sign of my repentance, she repented and asked God for forgiveness and said, as a sign of my repentance, I'm taking this money. Tell me who to give it to. I'm going to give it to them. And as she did that, right there on the spot, she received healing. She said, I felt light in my body. She went next day to the doctor and doctor confirmed that she was cancer free. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Anytime, anytime you steal, you invoke curse over your life 
if you want to prosper in your life you have to make sure that your past your life is clean from theft from theft I remember when I heard this story and I was praying uh, to God and asking God for, for certain breakthroughs in my life. I have a dream, I have a goal, I have a vision where God, uh, where God promised me to take me in my financial, in, in, in my financial life. And, and I felt like there was this like wall that I was hitting and I couldn't break through. And I was asking God, what, what is there? What else do I have to do? I was giving, I was tithing, I was going beyond giving and tithing. And I know that the blessing of God belongs to me and I must live in that blessing. And I was, and as I was praying, I was asking God, uh, and I, I was actually listening to this testimony that I shared. It impacted me so much and I said, God, is there anything in my life that I did wrong? And I know I did. But in anything specific that you want me to repent of and change. And as I was praying that the Holy Spirit reminded me, I used to, when my early teens years, I, uh, I know it's a, again, Goodwill story, but I used to steal from Goodwill. <laughs> and so it's uh you know it's silly and funny now but I mean I just walk in there and roll a blade out uh you know <laughs> go in uh go in there and walk out with the basketball and it sounds stupid and silly as a you know it's something teenagers would do but uh what as I was praying God really convicted my heart and said um you did that a lot in and um and you need to repent for it and you need to make amends and, and I was like, well, okay, God, I'm sorry, forgive me, wash me with your blood. And I did a prayer of repentance, but God kind of God prompted me, he said, you have to make amends now. You have to, your repentance has to be with with, backed with actions. And so I was like, okay, God, well, what do you want me to do? And so I kind of, in my mind, everything, that every time that I stole from Goodwill, I could remember, I kind of calculated things, you know, added some interest on top. So I came to about $500 uh, that I, I thought that I need to return. And so... I talked to my wife she said well whatever you need to do you know do it so I wrote out a check for $500 went to that place where I used to steal from that that place was closed went to another store to Goodwill asked for the manager manager was kind of shocked why I wanted to talk to her I told her the story I gave her the checks I would you accept it and she was like standing there is like is this happening what's what's going on I he's like I'm never She's like lost for words. She's like, I've never, never had that happen. She starts calling store employees. I'm like, oh God, here it goes. <laughs> Public repentance. Just give me the mic. Give me the calm, uh, calm system. And let me just repent through the whole store calm system. But, you know, um, so it was an embarrassing moment. And it was, uh, uh, but it was a moment that I had to do. And I felt like something shifted in my spirit. The thing is that, that what happened is shortly after that, my wife gets a promotion in her, in her line of work where her income or her salary doubles uh, she's on salary versus just by hour and gets much better benefits and and things start rolling forward things start going uh, things start going financially forward so I want to tell you that if you have certain things in your life as I'm speaking to you now and Holy Spirit is convicting you of those things repent and make amends if possible Ask God for forgiveness and you have to make amends. Your repentance has to be with, with action so that you can make things right before you and God. So there is nothing in spiritual world crying out against you. Remember when Cain killed Abel and God said to Cain, his blood is crying out against you. Anytime we hurt somebody, we cheat somebody, we lie to our boss, we lie on our time cards, we lie whatever it might be. Every time we cause losses to someone financially 
that financial blood is spilled in spiritual world it's crying out against you and when you come and here say you know God bless me God says well there's things standing against you in spiritual world that you have to resolve and that you have to fix so we're gonna pray today and we're gonna ask God to forgive us but if Holy Spirit is nudging on you and touching you and asking you to do something you have to follow through you have to obey because blessing is hidden in obedience not necessarily an action itself amen um, Jesus hung on a cross to remove our sin to remove the curse of sin and if there is any kind of any kind of a poverty curse over our life any kind of setback any kind of anything in in spiritual world that's holding us back we're going to come against it in, in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the cross. Bible says, cursed is the one who hangs on the tree. Jesus hung on the tree as a sign of taking our curse. So that in our area, in every area, especially in the area of, fi of our finances, we could, live, we could live life of prosperity and not life of bondage and curse. Amen, church? Let's put our hands together for Jesus Christ. Point number two, God will use what you have to give to give you, uh, God, will, God will use what you have to give you a miracle. When, when this widow came to, when this widow came to the prophet and she started asking prophet for help, we notice we see that prophet doesn't just goes out and starts handing free things out. He asks her, what do you have of sales value? If you read Amplified Version, he's asking her, what do you have of sales value what do you have in your house that I can use that God can use in a sense you have to understand if you want to live a prosperous life if you have to live a life of breakthrough God will use what you have not what you wish to have God will use the the current talent the gift the time that you have to bring prosperity and breakthrough in your life many people they uh, they settle for what they uh, for the life that they have because they say well I don't have that education I didn't go to that college I don't have that type of degree well I don't have connections God is not asking you what you don't have God is asking you of what do you have give it to me so I can work with it we have to be able and we have to be willing to uh, submit to God the little things that we have so he can do the miracle in our lives if you have a little bit of time pick up to pick up another course at uh, maybe at local college or maybe you have time to to de devote some time to read books to acquire some knowledge to acquire uh, to, uh, to to enhance your uh, to, to enhance your knowledge uh, and so that you can begin to do something either with business or whatever begin to use the little that I have maybe God has given you an idea to do business maybe it's a small thing it's not a big thing maybe it's not what you wish to have but it's what you have right now start working on it start start utilizing that what you have so that then God can bless you with much more many people fail to start because they underestimate the little that they have so therefore they they don't start with anything at all Bible says that he who has more will be given and he who doesn't have even what he has will be taken from him it's important that we work on increasing our resources that very little that we have 
because the more that we have the more knowledge that we gain the more um, experience that we gain the more we the more we work on a gift and a talent that God's placed in us the more God will be given given to us we see that we read in a scripture where the widow she gathered as many vessels as she could and as many as she gathered God filled it that what she didn't gather God didn't bother to fill let's not live in an imaginary world thinking that I'm gonna watch Netflix as much as I want I'm gonna surf the internet and I'm gonna be on social media as much as I want I'm gonna sit on the couch eat potato chips and watch uh, TV shows and dramas and then I'll come to Good News Church I pray I'll confess I'll uh, claim it grab it blab it and I'm gonna become a millionaire tomorrow that's not the way it happens you provide God resources. God takes it, multiplies it. God takes it and fills it. You provide God an idea. You provide God business. He fills that one. You open another one. God fills that one. You go and take some, uh, you go take extra classes, get another diploma or get another certification. You apply for another job. God takes it and fills it. Whatever you provide for God, God will fill it. God is God of no limits. Whatever you provide, He fills it. Whatever you don't, He doesn't have to fill it. He has no room to fill it. Many people uh, neglect this principle or, or God has a promise for them like for Israel to capture all this land, to have, to have all this promise. But Israel just settled for a little. God said, well, if you want this much, I'll give you this much. And now we see as a result of it, Middle East is in conflict because all these areas where that is in conflict right now uh, should have been Israel's land, should have been their territory same thing with us God can give us a big promise God can give us a, a a promise of prosperity of being having more than enough being able to do things that we're not able to do being able to sponsor orphanages being able to build um, wells in the third world country being able to build churches being able to build hospitals being able to do great things but if we don't take those steps with God if we don't go out and take a risk and collect those vessels if we don't begin to prepare so that God can fill it then God will never fill it we have to do what we can do from our part you pray as everything depends on God and you work as, ev as though as everything depends on you that's the way God brings us and takes us into the life of prosperity that's how we're able to not just kind of get a little bonus check and get happy and that's it this is how we get in the rhythm of revival in our finances as when as we keep supplying God keep supplying God the resources to fill them um a couple couple months ago a couple months ago I was um uh, I was praying here walking back and forth and once again reading the Deuteronomy chapter 28 and declaring those things uh, of blessings over my life and and you know I have an image and picture that God gave me where I want to be with my finances and where I want to be financially and it's definitely not there I'm much further ahead where I was uh, but it's not where I want to be and not where God wants me to be and I have some projects that are in the works and they're they're great and and they're gonna uh once they once they go through there's gonna be a lot of uh good financial income and a lot of people will definitely settle for that and say this is good enough for me but I'm always I'm always pushing envelope with God and I always want to go as far as God will let me go and as I was praying I said God okay these things are great and they'll get me definitely to the next level but where I want to be 
these things will not get me there I need a next level I need a, a completely different idea I need something that will launch me into that sphere of things and as I was praying as I was praying it was a couple of days that I was meditating praying on that God gave me this one idea um, uh, with that has to do with stock options that I, I used to do before I kind of abandoned it but it was a little bit different direction and and I began to see how I could help that businessman that has a lot of commodities and that how I could help him to to bring significant addition of his cash flow in his business and so as I start working I start making some phone calls figuring out if if what I'm thinking of doing or wanting to do is actually possible and then figuring out that this actually this actually can work and it's it, it will work if it's done this way and that way and then when I gave them a call and said hey you know what I want to talk to you about your your business I think I can I can definitely increase cash flow in your business by significant amount and this and that and laid it out and and then when I went and met with them and uh, presented the strategy modified a few things and and then more business opportunities opened up and this is how in reality in practicality it works this is how God takes you from one level into another and begins to increase you suppose I ignore that prompting suppose I kind of said well this is just too crazy I mean these people are not reachable to me they're way in a different level than I am you know when I get there then maybe I can talk to them and uh, suppose I ignore that the possibility of what's possible now would never been possible and so we as people of God we pray we come against any demonic influence over our finances any demonic curse and we open up our resources we utilize sometimes God will drop a thought for a business sometimes God will drop a thought for an invention sometimes it's not necessarily your business sometimes God will give an idea how to improve somebody else's business by improving that you're going to get compensated and you're going to open a whole new level of resources available to you and God can take you from one level to another level in your financial life in Jesus mighty name and the last point I want to close on this what God works in you you must work out she came to him and said God did this miracle oh my gosh man of God we got bunch of jars of oil in my house we barely have room to sleep I'm just paraphrasing it here adding a few colors um, and what should I do with it and he tells her now go take that what God did in your private what God deposited in your spirit the idea that God gave you and laid on your heart now go work it out now go make it work it out go and sell it and he says pay your debts and live off of it for you and your children work in what God work out what God has worked in when you come to church that's why it's so important to come to church that's why it's so important to come to home groups the classes that we do so that you can receive from God so you can receive ideas so you can receive inspirations so you can receive um, that impartation from God and when you leave don't just let it stay here when you go out take it to your business take it to your home group take it to your family take it to your loved ones begin to work out what God works in see the story of wise and foolish men wasn't that they didn't they did not attend church they didn't hear the word is that one decided to take that word and go and work it out build a solid foundation the other one just decided to keep it in what is God working on in you on in on inside of you today 
that you're failing to work out because you have to understand first time it prompting comes it's strong you're like I gotta do this there's motivation and there's grace to do it if you keep waiting it gets dimmer dimmer and then eventually the voice is silent and that idea that potentially could have yielded financial breakthrough in your life that could have yielded restoration of your family that could have yielded um, new job opportunity it could have yielded something good in your life you didn't act on it you didn't work it out and it fades away and it's done work in what God has worked work out what God has worked in inside of you God said to Israel go and capture the promised land they start whining you know all these there's there's giants there's walls and 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 then and God and, and finally they decided are we gonna go and we're gonna capture the promised land but the moment was gone and they God said no it's too late now you're gonna walk around the mountain for 40 years and only your next generation will capture it will capture the promised land when God prompts us whether it's we need to do right now um, asking God for forgiveness for financial theft and then making some amends or whether it's acting on some idea and whether it's acting on some kind of prompting act when God speaks because the promptings don't stay for long they fade and then you're gonna have to work on your physical efforts while there is grace while there is wind open your sails up to God and work out what God has worked in inside of you how many you received something this morning Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.